Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Sound Prince for the week of November 8, 2015. The big news this past week was the announcement by ACB President Kim Charlson that Eric Bridges is the new Executive Director of ACB. Eric came to the American Council of the Blind in 2007 as the Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs, and he's played a major role in many of ACB's accomplishments since that time. Congratulations, Eric! The ACB Holiday Auction is less than a month away, and the auction preview page is now alive. Go to www.acb.org slash auction1215 to read the details, bidding rules, and see items up for bid. More items are being listed every few days, so check back often to see what's new. GLCB has sponsored a Christmas party for the past several years here in Louisville, but this year we're bringing you something a little different. It's called Christmas with the Council. It's on December 5 and 4 KCB chapters, Next Generation, Guide Dog Users, Library Users, and GLCB are getting together to bring you a fantastic holiday event. Plan to come and bring the kids. Lots of fun for the entire family. More details in the coming weeks. Ray Campbell, ACB Secretary, has a new job, and he shares it with us on page 2. He has some up-to-date job hunting tips also. The ACB Convention Committee just completed its fall planning trip to Minneapolis, Minnesota, site of next year's ACB Convention. Janet Dickelman, ACB Convention Coordinator, gives us a sneak preview of some of the possible tours for next summer on page 3. And, of course, page 4 is the Sound Prince calendar. Page 2. On the phone with me is Ray Campbell. Ray is in ACB, the Secretary of the American Council of the Blind. He's also pretty active on a lot of the email lists. You see him on ACBL and on leadership. And he is also um, involved heavily in the Illinois Council of the Blind. But we're not going to be talking about ACB things today. We're going to be talking about jobs. And Ray recently acquired a new job and is very excited about it. And Ray, we welcome you to Sound Prince and we invite you to tell us about this new job. Well, glad to be back on Sound Prince. I've uh, been here before and uh, uh, enjoy it every time. Um, yeah, um, just about a month ago, October 6th to be exact, um, I started a, a, new, a, new, a new position. Um, it's uh, right now it's a contract position for six months, but um, probably will go longer. And what I'm doing is uh, I'm an accessibility analyst working for United Airlines. Um, and um, I was hired in because um, all of the airlines, including United, are mandated by December 12th of this year to uh, make seven core functions on their website uh, accessible. They have to make their whole website accessible by December of next year, but the core functions, I can't remember the exact ones, but they revolve around booking travel, checking in, uh, handling reservations, those kinds of things. And so um, United wanted to uh, uh, bring somebody, decided they, the way they wanted to handle this was uh, they wanted to bring somebody in to help them 
uh, <clears throat> as they are turning out pieces you know, for their website uh, to test them for accessibility and give them feedback on that. And um, it's inter what's interesting about it, uh, Carla, is that not only is United needing to make things accessible, but they're also actually undergoing a complete website redesign. You see, they bought Continental Airlines a few years ago, and I think this has been spurred on by that. So, mm -hmm. um, so you're, you're trying to redesign your website, and you're trying to make sure that it's accessible per a mandate. Uh, a mandate. So it's kind of interesting what's, what's going on there. Um, I've been at the job almost a month, and I just absolutely love it. Um, it's, uh, I work with a wonderful team of people. I have a wonderful supervisor. It's nice to have, you know, a lot of times when you're a person who's blind, you maybe aren't uh, as, how can I put this, sought out as much. Well, they know they need to seek me out here because they know <laughs> they they know they have a lot of work to do and they know they don't know it all and I'm their expert. So and they've got a pretty short deadline. They sure do, and uh, it's uh, that's uh, that was some that's what a lot of people said to me. It's like wow, they they seem like they waited till the last minute. And I said, yeah, I think I think the first <laughs> couple of weeks of December might be really busy for me. Uh, so <laughs> helping them finish up, but it's uh, no it's, it's it's been it's been great so far as i say i've been there almost a month and it's uh, i just i love it it's uh it's uh, a little bit of a commute i have to commute i live in the suburbs of chicago and i have to commute to downtown but which i did when as many sound prints listeners know uh, i worked for the chicago lighthouse but this is a little bit better because it's about a three block walk off the train to mm -hmm. uh, what a lot of people may know as sears tower but uh, it's actually willis tower here in chicago is where they're located. I'm on the 14th floor there, and it's uh, a nice work environment. Like I said, great people, and I just love it. That's wonderful. Now, um, between the time that you worked for the Chicago Lighthouse and you did tech support kinds of things, tech desk there, and now working for United, you've gone to school. I have gone to school. Um, I was... Uh, off and on for a number of years. I got my associate's degree in data processing many years, several years ago, about 32 to be exact, and uh, I had been working off and on to try to finish my bachelor's degree um, in the same field, computer science, and I uh, came upon a program several years ago uh, through DePaul University. It's called their School for New Learning. Most universities now have a uh, adult learning um, uh, component for people that want to finish you know, want to finish their education and maybe want to do it later in life and um, so I worked off and on at that trying to get uh, all the classes I needed and last June I graduated with my bachelor's bachelor's degree in uh, uh, computer science and uh, what's interesting about that is um, you know was once I put that onto my LinkedIn profile why, you know, there were some, some things started to come my way, including this United position. As a matter of fact, and I had been doing accessibility work with another company for uh, off and on for about uh, four years. And it was very off and on because it was one of these things where they would, they didn't seem to have a lot of work or as much as I wanted. And uh, they, the company I was working with, they had full-time consultants, and I kept wanting, you know, asking to what I needed to do to get into that role, and 
they, frankly, I kept, felt like I was being kind of strung along, and then mm -hmm. this United position came along, um, and, um, you know, so I graduated and got my degree, and, uh, you know, I'm very, very uh, pleased with, uh, with that, and, uh, like I say, where things are going. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about how, how I got the position, because I think that's kind of an interesting uh, thing. Okay. And that is, um, I mentioned LinkedIn. Um, mm -hmm. And I, my message here is, if you are job searching, you need to network. We all know that. Uh, people know that. But part of that networking needs to be to put yourself out on LinkedIn. Um, oh, okay. Because that's how this position, actually, the person that was recruiting for it, actually reached out to me on LinkedIn because they had seen that I had been doing auditing of uh, websites, web content, uh, mobile apps for accessibility, and um, reached out to me and said, hey, you know, we got this position with United Airlines. Uh, would you be interested? And took a look at it and said, yes, I absolutely would, and I felt that I had the skills for it. So she um, submitted my resume and to uh, United, and uh, here I am. So um, the takeaway is that you really need to Part of your networking these days, especially with uh, so much stuff being online, you need to be out on LinkedIn. And LinkedIn is very accessible. Um, I use Window Eyes. I have no problem with it. The web the website's very accessible. The app, eh, it could use a little work, but mm -hmm. uh, uh, the website's pretty good. Mm -hmm. So um, I would certainly encourage anybody that's not out, that's looking for a job, that's not out on LinkedIn, get yourself a profile set up out there and. You know, things might come along for you. Ray, there's a couple of, of things that come to mind as, as you've been talking. One is how you, if you want to do consulting work, um, you've done that at this job in in one way, probably came out of the consulting work, but, but explain how, it, it's one thing to say, oh, I want to be a consultant. Or, um, you know, to say to a person who's job seeking, well, well, be a consultant. But how how does one go about doing that? How do you get um, the LinkedIn would be one way, I'm assuming. But when you are a consultant um, and, and perhaps you're not getting full-time work, you're going to do this for maybe two or three entities, how, how does that happen? And how do you keep the balls juggling? You know, what, um, what do you do here? You know, it's, it's, it, it can be difficult. Um, I was fortunate because, well, fortunate and maybe not so fortunate because I worked with one consulting company. So, and these were people, again, that I knew through my network of folks. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted a few years ago, about four years ago, I had wanted some more flexibility in my life so that I could uh, finish pursuing my education. And, uh, um, but you still needed to eat. Yeah, still need to eat. Yeah. Yes, so yes. I thought that, you know, the consulting uh, work would be, I was pretty, you know, so I thought, you know, I got into uh, the, the uh, consulting work. And the good thing about consulting is uh, you, you have a lot of flexibility. You, um, you can, if you, you know, need to go to school, you know, you work when you, you, work when you want to pretty much, uh, depending on the type of consulting you're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, you work when you want to. Um, and... Uh, and that um, you can, uh, you know, work, you know, finish education or whatever. The bad news is, when you're not working, you don't get paid. And 
if you are, so I think I would tell anybody if you're going to consult that you know have a have a, you know, number one obviously you got to have some some skills that companies are looking for so I think what I would do is maybe take a look maybe talk to people that do consulting work find out um, you know look at uh, job postings or whatever and see just you know what companies are looking for in terms of uh, you know positions where they may want to bring in a consultant. As a matter of fact, what I'm doing right now for United um, is is a hot thing right now because of the mandates that are coming up. So mm -hmm. if you have some skills in the accessibility uh, space, if you have some, uh, feel like you would be a good person to uh, evaluate uh, web content for accessibility, um, why you know, put yourself up on LinkedIn, let your friends know, let everybody you can think of in your network know, your professional network, your friends, your family, that you're looking to do that. And um, you can do, you can do it any number of ways. Um, you, uh, so, you know, you put yourself out there um, and look for opportunities to, you know, contract with companies. Uh, you, don't have to, you don't necessarily have to run your own business, but it is, if you can set up a like an LLC, limited liability company, or something like that, um, that's probably the better way to do it because then there's a name associated with it. If you can set up a website, you know, to kind of market yourself, mm -hmm. um, you know, get, make sure you've got some business cards that you know you can hand out to people, and uh, you just really have to kind of pound the pavement a little bit especially mm -hmm. if you want to do it for more than one entity. It just doesn't show up on your doorstep. No, it doesn't. And um, you, you really have to. And the other thing you have to do, I think, if you're going to go into that, know, know there are going to be times that you're not going to get work. And as you said earlier, Carly, you still got to eat. Um, so make sure that you have those ducks in a row. Make sure you can financially, that you have some resources at your disposal that you can... Uh, you know, they have some money available to you to, to live on and all those things. Uh, the third thing, a lot of times when you contract, you don't get health benefits. Well, most of the time, probably probably about all the time. So you need to have something, do something as far as health insurance. Mm -hmm. um, you, know, you know, I was fortunate. Uh, my wife works full time, and I was able to uh, uh, be on her insurance. And so um, that was um, something that was able to do. Um, if you know of, um, you know, n if you know of, you know, contract um, contract houses that um, you know employ consultants, either on what are called 1099 contracts, and what that means is that they they pay you, um, but they don't withhold taxes. And you're responsible and for those things. You're responsible for that. Right. And and remember on this, you're responsible for both these on the Social Security, the employer and the employee mm -hmm. side of Social Security. Better known as the self-employment tax. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Self-employment tax, you're correct. Right. Um, basically, um, you have, um, you, you know, the other the other way you can do contract work is be, be a, a W, it's called a W-2 employee for a contract house, and then they help you find opportunities. And, um, they, in that case, it's like being paid, you know, every couple of weeks or every week or whatever, and they take your ta they take care of your taxes for you. Mm -hmm. That's probably the better way to go because then you don't have to worry about um, income tax and 
mm-hmm. you know, having to keep track of all that. Especially if you're making a lot of money, the, the 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 government's going to want theirs, and they're going to probably yes. want it quarterly. Yes. So yeah. You have to you have to handle all that, but it's not. You know, a lot of people think consulting. Oh, it's so great! I got all this flexibility. I can just, you know, <laughs> I can work at home, and you know, all that. Well, you know, it's not as it's not as great as it sounds, and you know, you kind of you kind of. You know, I don't know about other people, but I kind of feel like I need to be around people too. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and some people can can work from home and 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 it does fine, but other people need to be out and about. And yeah. so um, it sounds the other, like the other advice, Carla, I'd give anybody that's thinking about, especially if you're going to, you know, do any work from home mm-hmm. um, for for a few years or for a few months or whatever you might be. Mm-hmm. I would say when you when you get up to go to, and you get up to do your work, treat it like a business day. You know, some people talk about working in your pajamas, and that's not <laughs> what I did. I talked to a friend who <clears throat> owned uh, owned owned businesses for uh, a while, and uh, that was his advice. And I thought it was good advice because then it puts you in the frame of mind. I got you know I got up in the morning, I took a shower, put on some clothes, and of course didn't put work clothes on. I put jeans on, but still, I was. You know, I wasn't sitting around in my pajamas doing my job. I yeah. was, um, yeah. you know, and you know, I worked, you know, my hours, and then, you know, then at the end of the day, I kind of worked, I tried to work at kind of nine to five-ish. Now, you know, I did do some things, uh, you know, ACB things and other things right. during the day. Mm-hmm. That's, that's you fine, know, but. I, I think this is a great point, though, because I find with, doing all of my ACB things and all of the KCB things. And, you you know, we basically, you know, ACB can absorb the entire day and evening. As you know, it has a way of just taking up every available minute you've got. And I find that, um, especially in the wintertime, when you tend to be a little down, Anyway, you know, it's, it's it's you're just not as up for things as you are in the spring and the summer, and especially in the winter. If I'm slopping around in um, in an old pair of sweats or you know an old top and jeans and stuff, I find I don't get as much done, and I'm just not able to keep focused as much as if I don't have to dress up like I'm going to church or something, but I find that if I put on clothes that I feel are attractive, that I will get more done, and and I have a, a better, more upbeat um, way of meeting people on the phone or whatever. And so I think your point is well taken. There's one other thing I want to cover too, um, quickly. You have you you told us that you had. Um, had had uh, gotten your associate degree a number of years ago, many years ago, and now that you went back and and got your four year degree in that area, and I think today that oftentimes people feel I don't really need that bachelor's degree, and so a lot of people are going into the two year um, degree and, and thinking that's good enough, and and perhaps that is for a lot of people, but. T- Tell us what, other than just wanting the bachelor's degree, um, has it made a difference to get that that four-year degree? Does it make a difference? I think it has. Um, 
before I finished uh, the four-year degree, well, let me say two things about that. One is that um, if you look at job postings, um, they are looking for bachelor's degree. You know, it's either required or often, oftentimes required, or you know, sometimes you know preferred. They'll say, mm -hmm. and you know, a lot of times they'll. And this is in either, programming. Yeah, programming, mm -hmm. uh, computer, computer science type work. Even, even sometimes in um, like tech support type work. Um, although not as much, but but anyways, um, they'll say, well, people say, well, it says equivalent experience. Well, no, they, they really want you to get that credential, so um, to have that. And so I think, um, I think that, um, you know, I, I noticed that once I had put on my resume and on my LinkedIn profile that I had finished the bachelor's degree, uh, I started applying for things after I finished that, and I started getting more interviews. Uh -huh. and, um, you know, that was so even though you technically met the requirements sure. before, you did not get as many I as many, many interviews, interviews where they would come back to you and give you the interview. Yeah, and mm -hmm. as a matter of fact, and it wasn't, and at least in uh, one or two cases, it was um, I didn't. Not, I don't know that I get the you know the traditional kind of HR interview, but I got to a hiring manager and got to at least talk to them. Mm -hmm. I didn't get hired by any of those places, but at least you were I getting was further up the ladder. Getting further up the chain, exactly. Uh -huh. um, as a matter of fact, when I took this position at United, I had like four different things cooking in the in the pan, and was wanting one of them to come to a boil for me. And United mm -hmm. did. I had three other uh, things I was working on that um, any one of which I would have been happy with mm -hmm. um, but um, you know so I had I, I felt I feel like there were more opportunities that uh, that came my way so I certainly would encourage anybody that is you know maybe thinking about well furthering their education the other thing too um, before I say that is uh, what it what it, what getting the degree did for me also was get my skills up to date. You know, technology especially in programming, oh, it all yeah. so fast. Oh my goodness! I mean, thirty-two year old associate degree, <laughs> like from the Stone Age. You know? Yeah, and uh, mine. I did a lot. You know, in that education, I did a lot of mainframe and stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things you can do is, um, and I would certainly encourage this, and especially in the tech type space, is supplement your, you know, your any education that you have with, you know, some. If you have some time, take some online training, or, mm -hmm. you know, get get some training. Uh, if you know, there's opportunities out there. I mean, I know you know with Louisville Web Group that you know they helped you quite a bit. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, learning things like Drupal and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Thanks for, but I, what I was going to say earlier is that I would really encourage anybody that if you're thinking about, um, you know, doing something, even if you're a little bit, you know, later in life, maybe you're in your 30s and 40s and you kind of think, oh, you know, I, I really i am too old to go back to school and whatever. Well, you know, going back to school is different today. I mean, it's not, you don't have to go into sit in a classroom. You, you can do a lot of it online. Um, you can do a lot of it. You can mix it up. Maybe some classes online. I found that um, my programming classes, I could take those online just fine. Other things like, oh, maybe some of my um, project you know, classes were, you know, where I had the opportunity to work on teams. Now, I'd rather take that in a classroom, but um, you can do 
um, a lot of things, and there are a lot of schools that are basically online schools out there. So I, there are a lot of opportunities, I think, for people, and I think for people who are blind especially to get that education, if you're thinking about it, I really would encourage it mm -hmm. um, because I think it's really going to help you, um, number one, get your skills up to date, but number two, um, get, that, get those credentials that uh, employers are looking for out there. Mm -hmm. Well, we certainly appreciate you being with us on Soundprints, and um, would like to we we would like to uh, follow up on some of these kinds of things because I think people are um, are oftentimes have the feeling that okay uh, I've got these skills and now I'm now I just have to sit out here and wait for it to come to me or to come through my counselor. And mm -hmm. uh, I, th I think what the, we can um, put all this into pretty much a nutshell and say, um, you have to do a lot of this on your own. Um, you you need to create the LinkedIn network. You need to, to take the steps to position yourself to get interviews, and that may be through more education. It might be through LinkedIn. It might be through other types of sure. social networks that come along in the future. But those yeah, are the things yeah, that blind yeah. people need to do in order to be competitive in today's yeah, world. I think that um, I think that you know the, the the rehab counselor can certainly be and should certainly be a part if you choose to go that route mm -hmm. of of helping you. But you know, as you say, they're not they can't and they're not going to just they're not going to just hand you know come to you with a list of jobs. You got to go <laughs> out and find some on your own. And the the more the more uh, the more ways that you go out and look and the more things you do, the better, more likely you're going to find something. Right, right. Well, thank you, Ray. We sure well, appreciate thank you, you and taking time. I'd certainly be glad to follow up with you guys okay. and uh, keep you up to date on how things are going. And, uh, um, you know, I certainly, as uh, moving forward, uh, whether it's United or any other airline, you know, right. hey, you know, keep up. You know, if you need right. to get on the websites and you find that there are issues, make sure you let them know because they, they have to they have to deal with them now. I just love counting. You know, you all really need to be nicer to Mr. Scrooge. He gets a bad rap and I don't think it's fair because he saves his money and he only spends it on things that are important. Well, we'll see about that. The fourth annual ACB Radio Holiday Auction on Sunday, December 6th from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern will be a great place for your holiday shopping. Broadcasting once again from Louisville, Kentucky on five of ACB Radio's seven channels, you can tune in via the Internet, by phone, or through our new iOS app, ACB Link. Sixty items up for bid, homemade jewelry, another old-time radio collection, and those ever-popular and even what? Healthy, delectable treats? Find these and many more items, descriptions, rules, and continual updates on our website, acb.org slash auction1215. So, Ebenezer, darling, what do you plan to buy me this year in the holiday auction? <laughs> bah. Humbug. Now, Ebenezer, that's no way to treat me after all these nice things I've been saying about you. <laughs> Save your money now, along with the date, December 6th at 7 p.m. And let's all prepare to bid and buy these wonderful items, raising money in support of ACB Radio, brought to us by the American Council of the Blind.
page three. I'm talking with Janet Dickelman, who's the convention coordinator for the American Council of the Blind, and she is in St. Paul, Minnesota, which is just across the river from Minneapolis, where we're having our 2016 ACB convention. Welcome, Janet. Thank you very much for having me, Carla. It's great to be here, as always. And yes, I am a mere 15 minutes away from the Hyatt. What a deal. In downtown Minneapolis, <laughs> where our convention will be held in July of 2016. Yeah. And just to let everyone know, our opening convention tours will be on Friday, July 1st. We will start um, some of our sessions on Saturday the 2nd. Opening and exhibits will open that Saturday and run through Wednesday, as always. Mm -hmm. Our opening general session will be uh, Sunday evening, July 3rd. And our final tours will be on Saturday the 9th. And everything else will run, as always. Programming will be Saturday through Thursday. And, of course, our banquet will be Friday evening the 8th. Well, you had a convention committee, most of the convention committee, um, meeting, and, and uh, you had a lot of work that was done last weekend during the fall board meeting of the ACB Board of Directors. Do you have any idea now of some of the different kinds of tours that are going to be happening. Of course, it's too early to say this is cast in stone. This is exactly what we're going to be doing. But um, do you have some that kind of stand out from the rest, uh, which I, I do, saw last I tell weekend? You one that is cast in stone for certain. Mm -hmm. On Saturday, July 2nd, we're going to the Guthrie Theater in downtown Minneapolis. Oh, wow. And we're going to see an audio-described performance of South Pacific. Ooh, great. And the Guthrie does something very unique. Prior to the, it's a matinee performance that we'll be attending, mm -hmm. but in the morning prior to the play, we will have what they call their sensory tour, mm -hmm. where we can actually go behind the scenes, get up on the stage, feel the sets, feel some of the costumes, and really get a feel for what the set looks like. That, that will be a fabulous opportunity for and people that for they don't always get to do. And those who at the Guthrie in 2007, it's a totally revamped building. They, they did a total, really? um, it's, it's a brand new facility, and it's absolutely gorgeous. And do I remember that it's only a few blocks from the hotel? It is. It's very close. Of it course, we'll do our city bus tours on Saturday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that is pretty well set in stone is on Monday mornings, that would be July 4th, Mm -hmm. and Thursday the 7th. Mm -hmm. For those of you who are adventuresome and early risers, we are doing hot air balloon. Really? Yes. How so, fun. Now, we have to, we'll be leaving the hotel at around 4.30 a.m. Oh, my. <laughs> because we have to be there by 5.30, and it's about 40 minutes away from the hotel. Oh, my goodness. But, well. Janet, I don't think we've ever taken a tour out of the hotel at 4.30 in the morning. So I think uh, this is a first. And I have talked to, we've talked to a couple different bus companies, and I kind of hesitantly said, now, if we have a tour that leaves at 4.30 in the morning, is that going to be a problem? And they've both said, oh, no. <laughs> well, that is great. You know, we had, um, in 2012, we had that night tour yes. out to the um, Waverly Hills I remember uh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, I, the ghost place. 
And um, so this, and that was the first time we'd l- taken a tour out that late at night. You didn't get back till about one in the morning. This though, th- this will be really fun. And of course, you know, the hot air balloon rides are dependent upon the winds and so on. So sometimes you don't know until right when you go if yes. if you're actually going to get to go up or not. That's correct. But that is a wonderful opportunity. But that's going to be that's going to be fun. Um, we are also going to go see a Twins game. That's probably going to be Tuesday evening. Mm-hmm. We are talking about going to Canterbury Downs, which is our race park. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a private suite for that with mm-hmm. meal included and our own bedding window, so that would be fun. Oh, yeah. On Thursday, July 7th, we are going that afternoon to the Minnesota State Academy for the Blind for a tour and also the Library for the Blind uh, in Fairbowl, Minnesota, which the library and the school are right next to each other, so we'll get to mm-hmm. visit both of them, mm-hmm. and that will include a lunch. Mm-hmm. We'll, of course, do some kind of a sweet tooth tour that we're still working on. We are talking about several people on the host committee had said that they thought it would be really good if we could go to a powwow. Oh. I am working, we're working on trying to get that established. I'm having a little difficulty getting people to call me back. My understanding (laughs) is there is a powwow that second weekend in July, so it would be on the 9th, Um, but that is not something I can say for certain will happen. There is also... What we're talking about for the first Friday, if this works out, is there is in places Walnut Grove, Minnesota, there is a Laura Ingalls Wilder or Laura Ingalls Museum, where they have all the memorabilia from uh, Little House, uh, the Little oh. House books. Oh, that would be and nice. They have a replica of a dugout that you can go into a sod mm-hmm. dugout. Mm-hmm. And they have Nellie's Diner, where you can go get your meals, just like at Nellie's General Store. <laughs> that would be great. So I'm hoping that's going to work out. Yeah. yeah. We um, want to do a riverboat trip on the Mississippi. There's Paddleford Riverboat um, Company that goes out of St. Paul, and we would go do a dinner cruise on With the that river. Dixieland band? Uh, yes. Yeah, everybody had a great time. Yeah, doing no, this that. Be, this is different one than really? you went to. I think yeah. you went to one on um, Lake Minnetonka. So, Many people have asked us to do the cave tours that we did in 2007. Yeah, we may do that again. Yeah, those were good. Yep, there is a. Wasn't that like a gangster thing? Yep, there is yeah. a. You can what we would do, and it's kind of a multifaceted tour. Mm-hmm. There is the caves that you can go into on a guided tour, mm-hmm. and they talk all about, you know, when the gangsters lived here, and they show you, you know, the caves, and you get in there and see where they hid out, and they're they're beautiful. I mean, they had them all set up as um, speakeasies. Mm-hmm. And then there is a bus tour you can also take that's a narrated tour that just drives around the area and talks about where different gangsters lived and talks about, you know, how life was during the gangster era, era in mm-hmm. St. Paul. Mm-hmm. The other thing we're going to do as a definite is the Pavic Museum of Broadcasting. Oh. And the people who went to that museum said it was absolutely wonderful. It had mm-hmm. all kinds of memorabilia and recordings from oh, yeah. radio and TV back yes. all the way back. Yes. And we did not 
That Was that there in 2007? We didn't do that. Well, we're going to do it now. Yeah. That's, that was really, that sounds wonderful. And the other one I'm really looking forward to, and we visited these places in um, last week, mm-hmm. is we're talking about doing a historic churches tour. There oh. is the Basilica of St. Mary's in, Saint, mm-hmm. in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and there is the Cathedral in St. Paul, and they are both historic churches, and they will do a white gloves tour for us so we can see a lot of the um, artifacts that the church has yeah. had for, yeah. and they're both over 100 years old, mm-hmm. and they're beautiful buildings, and I'm hoping at the cathedral we may be able to get the organist to come in and play the pipe organ. Oh, that'd be great. So that would be very, very mm. cool. Um we are also, as I said, the school and the cave tour. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we are also going to go on a brewery tour. Summit All Brewing right. in in St. Paul is going to do a special tour for us with some food pairings. And um, so we're, those are just... Now, fun. Janet, you can line up the, the gangster tour on Monday the uh, brewery tour on Tuesday, and then do the church tour on, on Wednesday, Wednesday for all the forgiveness. That's right. I <laughs> right. think the brewery tour might have to be on a Saturday, however. Oh, okay. So that's, <laughs> although I, li- I like the idea. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. So that's an overview. As Carla said, things do change. Yes. I can't guarantee, but most of these are, you know, pretty well, pretty well, under consideration, I don't know for certain what days everything's going to be, but I think this is a pretty good idea of what you're going to get. We will probably do, there, there's a little thing in the Twin Cities called the Mall of America. Yes, just a that, small little thing. Yeah, a five-story mall. <laughs> maybe people have heard of. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's only four stories. Oh, is it four? Yes, it's four stories, yes. But, but who's they, counting? I mean, they are building a new addition to it, which I'm not even sure what's going to be there yet. <laughs> That's what you need. I mean, it's just yeah, too small and outgrowing it's not itself. Big enough. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> and we will probably do what we did in 2007: is just run buses over for people to go to the mall. It won't be a guided tour of the mall, but you can certainly go and shop and ride on the rides and have a good time. And we're also thinking about trying to do a beach party because, of course, Minnesota is a land of 10,000 lakes. Right. So you should have a beach party, and everybody needs to bring lots of insect repellent for that one. Oh, we don't have any mosquitoes in Minnesota. It's just our national, our <laughs> state bird. It's your state we? bird. That's what <laughs> Even My though, goodness. you know, everything claims that it's the loon, the mosquito really is. Oh, okay. But let's also tell people who were not there in 2007 about how close that hotel is to think, how walkable the area is around the hotel. It was just absolutely a tremendous location to the be. The hotel is located on a street that is called Nicolette Mall. And it is basically a pedestrian walkway. There are inter- there are cross streets, but um, it is basically for pedestrians. They are doing a little bit of construction and revamping the area, but they have assured us that the walkway will always remain open. And really, there are probably 20 restaurants within a four-block radius. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. maybe even more. I mean, and there are also skyways in downtown Minneapolis because, believe it or not, it does get a little cold in the winter in Minnesota, and some people like to walk through the skyways in the winter. I don't understand that, being a strong, hearty Minnesotan. But the skyways connect to a lot of venues also. But mm-hmm. in the summer, the weather's going to be gorgeous, and you're going to be wanting to be outside and just enjoy the ambience of downtown. Um, but there's many, many restaurants within mm-hmm. walking distance. Mm-hmm. And the light rail is just a few blocks from the hotel. There's buses that go down Nicolette Mall, so there's a lot of options. Yes, there and are. And the hotel are. does have, um, the hotel has changed quite a bit since 2007. They, as far as restaurants are concerned, they have their Prairie Kitchen and Bar, which is open from 6.30 a.m. till, I believe it's midnight or 1 o'clock for mm-hmm. the bar. Mm-hmm. And they have, it's a hotel restaurant, of course, you know, the prices, but the appetizer prices and burgers are really quite reasonable for hotels. Did you? I did we, find that to be true. They really had a great fish and chips. Yes, I'm yeah. not a big fish fan, but their um, walleye, and it was a, like a fish and chips thing. Um, you can get either fries or kettle chips with it. It was really good, and I actually had it twice. I was. Did you surprised. try the Minnesota wild rice soup? No. Everybody was raving about that too. Wild rice is a big thing in Minnesota. Oh. And wild rice soup is usually a. It's a creamy soup, and it's absolutely delicious. No, I didn't try that. Yep. I love soup, so I have to try that. And they had that at the hotel, and I know several people who had that a couple different times. Well, they also have that little. You know, their equivalent of Starbucks, or yes. it may be a Starbucks, I don't know. They um, do have Starbucks coffee. But yeah, I w- but it's right by the elevator. It I is. mean, it is just right there with you breakfast walk down sandwiches. You the elevators, and it yeah. is there, and they are open from 6 in the morning till, some nights they're open till 8 p.m., some nights till 10 p.m. Oh, I didn't discover yes. that. But and I, they have, yeah. of course, lots of pastries and breakfast sandwiches and they even have some egg bakes and then they have a lot of sandwiches and salads and yogurts and you know Mm -hmm. chips and Mm -hmm. water and soda i mean it's very very well stocked it's a it's a good place to be able to grab something in a hurry and and then there's lots of seating in the in the lobby in the lobby area yeah so you can you know just go and eat there or you can just grab it and take it somewhere else yeah, um, there's not feeding in the cafe person no no so you do have to take it's a grab and go kind yeah. of place yeah but when i went down there to get my pumpkin spice latte because tis the season and i had to have it <laughs> there's a gentleman working in there named frank and he said oh yeah i was here in 2007 i remember your group i ran into several people yes who had been there in 2007 and, um, I, however, I will have to say that when I went in the hotel, as many times as I was there being the convention coordinator in 2007, I said, you know, I must have dreamed this hotel because it's different. So They have done, they've yeah, done a lot of remodeling. Yeah, I found the second floor to be more um, confusing. Boy, the second floor, uh, when we were there in 07, it wasn't carpeted. And um, at least I sure don't remember it being carpeted. and um, But now it is. But once you 
well, I won't say the first time, but after a couple of trips through there, um, then you can begin to have landmarks as well. I think that, you know, being there a week, I think we're going to find that it's definitely going to be a much easier hotel to navigate than I think so too. Where we've and been. for yeah. guide dog users on the second floor of the hotel, just not very far from the sleeping room elevators mm -hmm. is a very large patio, outdoor patio. And then if you go down, there's two little series of steps. There's a lot of grass area along the outside, uh, along the patio. Now, what we're going to do, I believe, is they're going to give us part of that patio for the dog relief area so you won't even have to go down any steps. You'll just go out the door and it'll be right there. But then if you want to go to grass, yeah. you go down a couple little sets of steps and mm -hmm. up a couple of steps and you get to the grass. Right. So if you choose to do that, so fine, but, can, you, don't but you don't have to. Right. And right. then there will also be dog relief areas on the in the parking garage area, which is right near the exhibit hall and mm. the ballroom, that end of the... Oh, that'll be handy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, Janet, I think that this is going to be a fantastic convention. We are excited to be coming back to Minneapolis. Um, it was such a wonderful convention venue in 2007, and... For people who were there then, it's sure worth a repeat. And if you weren't there, you'd want to go this time because um, it is a wonderful convention site, and I think everybody will really enjoy it. And our Hyatt rates are $89 a night. Which is great. For double single occupancy. Mm -hmm. Right. And right. Uh, then there is for triple and quad, there is an additional $10. Mm -hmm. But that's getting pretty standard That's now. That's pretty standard anymore, you know. You very seldom get a flat rate across right. single, double, triple, quad. Right. So, um, well, so, this is this is going to be a lot of fun. I, uh, I know that um, everybody on the convention committee is really involved right now in getting all of the details started. And, and, you know, it's just a good foundation laid to making a great convention. So we're looking forward to hearing more about it come the next several months. Well, I, as long as I'm invited, I'll be, happy to come, I'll be happy to talk to all of you. Thank you very much. Find books and more in accessible media with APH's free of charge Louis database. HTTP colon slash slash L-O-U-I-S dot A-P-H dot org. Locate accessible educational materials from nearly 200 different agencies. APH products and textbooks can also be located using Louis. New extended searching now available with free Louis Plus. Visit soon. HTTP colon slash slash L-O-U-I-S dot A-P-H dot org. Many book materials help Braille users jot notes quickly. Pull APH's mini-book Braille binder out of your pocket and begin to write on the mini-book slate in just seconds. Materials are sold separately so that you can choose the combination that's right for you. Call the American Printing House for the Blind, toll-free, 800-223-1839, or visit www.aph.org. Page 4, The Sound Prints Calendar. This calendar includes special events and date changes for the upcoming holidays. November 12, 
Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold its next conference call meeting at 7 p.m. Call 605-475-4700 and enter code 155-619. November 13 and 14 is the KCB State Convention with workshops, programs, exhibits, food, and friends sponsored by the Kentucky Council of the Blind and held at the Ramada Inn North, 1041 Zorn Avenue in Louisville. November 13 and 14, Annual Family Conference, sponsored by the Kentucky School for the Blind and Visually Impaired Preschool Services, on the KSB campus at 1867 Frankfurt Avenue in Louisville. For information, call Martha Hack at VIPS, 502-498-2926. November 17 is Assistive Technology Demonstration from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Bluegrass Council of the Blind. Jim Fortman from Vision Aid Systems and Dave Wilkinson from HIMS will be demonstrating various types of technology at the BCB meeting room. Subway lunch will be provided. Contact Bluegrass Council at 859-259-1834. November 19 is the KSB Fall Concert from 6 to 7.30 p.m. in the Ritchie Auditorium at the Kentucky School for the Blind, 1867 Frankfurt Avenue in Louisville. Call 502-897-1583. November 20 is Braille and Low Vision Carnival at KSB, 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. It's an activity for elementary students from around the state, and it's held on the KSB campus. Call 502-897-1583 for more information. November 20 is the next GLCB Roundabout. Education and Technology at 3.30. Holiday Recipe Exchange at 5 o'clock. Dinner, $5 per person at 6.15. Bingo, 7 p.m., $2 a person. And Cards and Crafts until 10 at United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville. Sign up by calling 502-895-4598. On November 22, ACB Families will hold its next conference call meeting at 9 p.m. Call 605-475-6333 and enter code 1711553. November 23 is the next Guide Dog Users Membership Meeting. It's at 7 p.m. by phone, 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. November 28 is a Family Day Open House from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the American Printing House for the Blind. The activity is in the museum and will include writing your name in Braille, participating in lots of other fun activities, especially for kids. There'll be a Discovery Channel video about how a puppy becomes a dog guide and is matched with a new owner, and there'll be holiday goodies and hot cider for all ages. Call the American Printing House Museum at 502-899-2213 for information. November 29 is the KSB Alumni Board Meeting at 8 p.m. by telephone. Call 475-6006, the area code is 605, and enter code 294444. On November 30 is the next KCB Board Meeting 
And it's also at 8 p.m. on the same conference line, 605-475-6006. The code is 294444. In December, on December 2, the KCBPR Membership Committee will meet at 8 p.m. on the conference line at 605-475-6006, code 294444. December 3, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will hold its quarterly membership meeting and annual holiday party from 4 to 7 p.m. BCB will provide the main course, BCB board members will bring a dish, and everyone else is welcome to come to the party. Optional Dirty Santa Gift Exchange Bring a wrapped gift of $10 minimum in value. At the BCB Office, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. More information at 859-259-1834. Also on December 3, ACB Lions will hold its next conference call meeting. The conference number is 712-432-3900. The code is 796096 and the meeting is at 9 p.m. On December 5, the American Printing House will hold its Holiday Card Factory from 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Visit the APH Museum to learn how visually impaired people see with their fingertips. Craft your own tactile ornament and make unique holiday cards. It's free, but space is limited. It's best for adults and children five and up. We understand that this activity is filling fast and that an afternoon session will probably also be available. Call 502-899-2213 for more information. Also on December 5 is Christmas with Council at United Crescent Hill Ministries from 5 to 9 p.m. in Louisville. This Christmas party is co-sponsored by KCB Next Generation, Guide Dog Users of Kentucky, Library Users, and the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind. There will be dinner, games, caroling, kids' activities, and Santa. The bargain table will open at 4.30. $5 per person. Call 502-895-4598. On December 6th, the 4th Annual ACB Radio Holiday Auction will happen from 7 to 11 p.m. It will be live on five of the ACB Radio channels. Visit www.acb.org slash auction1215 to see items up for bid and to read the auction rules. December 8 is the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired Savvy Meeting from 1 to 3 p.m. Central at Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. Call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170 for more information. December 10, Mentor Training Session. Time to be announced at the Bluegrass Council of the Blind. This is for mentors who need to be blind or visually impaired and involved with the Bluegrass Council for at least a year. Call BCB at 859-259-1834 for more information. December 11 is the next GLCB Roundabout, Education and Technology at 330, 
holiday traditions at 5, dinner $5 per person at 615, games and crafts 7 to 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, call 502-895-4598 to sign up. December 12 is the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind Christmas Party at Remus Diner, 635 Madison Avenue in Covington. More details coming soon. Call Jerry Slusher at 859-781-7369. December 18 is the last GLCB roundabout for the year. Education and technology at 3.30, gift wrapping and more holiday fun at 5 o'clock, dinner $5 per person at 6.15, a carol sing at 7 o'clock, and games and crafts until 10. Call 502-895-4598 for information. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.